0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by. Welcome to Stingray Group Inc presentation conference call for q Q2 of fiscal 2021. At this time, all participants are in listen only mode. Following the presentation, we will conduct a question and answer session. Instructions will be provided at that time for you to queue up for questions. If anyone has any difficulties hearing the conference, please press star followed by zero for operator assistance at any time. Before turning the meeting over to management, I would like to remind everyone that this conference call is being recorded today, November 5th, 2020. I will now turn the conference over to Matthew Pelkane, Senior Vice President, Marketing and Communications. Please go ahead.
1: Thank you, bon matin. Good morning, uh, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Stingray's conference call for the second quarter results for fiscal 2021. Ending September 30th, 2020. Today, Eric Boyko, president, CEO and co-founder, and Jean-Pierre, Train, CFO, will be presenting Stingray's financial and operational highlights. Our press release reporting Stingray's second quarter of fiscal 2021 result was issued yesterday after the market closed. Our press release and DNA and financial statements for the quarter are available on our investor website at Stingray.com and also on SETR. I will now give you the customary caution that today's discussion of the corporation's performance and its prospect may include forward-looking statements. The corporation's future operation and performance are subject to risk and uncertainties and actual results may differ materially. These risks and uncertainties include, but are not limited to, the risk factors identified in Stingray's annual information form, dated June 3rd, 2020, which is available on SETER. The corporation specifically disclaims any intention or obligation to update these forward-looking statements, whether as a result of new information, future events, or otherwise, except as may be required by applicable law. Accordingly, you are advised not to place undue reliance on such forward-looking statements. Also, please be reminded that some of the financial measures discussed over the course of this conference call are non-IFRS. Please refer to Stingrays MDNA for a complete definition and reconciliation of such measures to IFRS financial measures. Finally, let me remind you that all amounts on this call are expressed in Canadian dollars unless otherwise indicated. Now let me turn over the call to Eric.
2: Thank you, Monsieur. Good morning everyone and welcome to our Q2 results conference call. We continue to successfully operate our business in the shadow of COVID-19, and I would like to thank all of our employees for their de- dedication and hard work. We are extremely pleased with our second quarter result as adjusted EBITDA and adjusted free cash flow both increased by 12.6% and 21.9% over the same period last year. In both cases, these financial metrics were at near all time highs. We achieved 5% organic growth in revenues for broadcasting and commercial music, or 3.7% organic growth without FX. The U.S. market achieved organic growth of 11.7% in the quarter. The adjusted EBITDA increased 24.1% to 18.9 million, mainly due to wage subsidies and reduced operating costs. Looking at the broadcasting and commercial music segment, the pivot was initiated several years ago is now fueling future growth vectors, uh, us to achieve new revenue milestone. In what we would consider a traditionally seasonally soft quarter, streaming subscription for SBOT services and apps, reach a new high of 480,000, up 10% on a sequential basis and 31.5% year over year. Growth continues organically through deployment to new markets and new distribution platform, including Amazon and Click Digital. After Amazon rolled out in July, we officially launched our Quello concert services on Amazon and Spain earlier this week. Retention is strong and should remain as we grow organically and continue profitable user acquisition strategies. Turning to our over-the-top and connected TV fast channels, we have taken a leading position in the audio and video music category with our suite of free ad-supported TV channels. Inserting a strong representation of our brands across the most important and rapidly growing platforms. Streaming time for Stingray services has grown another 50% over last quarter as consumers adopt these new services. As a a result, Q2 advertising revenues increased more than five-fold early On, we identified the potential to leverage our radio and linear channels with the goal to expand our share of advertising dollars and reach millions of new listeners. We are now realizing on that potential. At the end of Q2, Sigma Business signed its first in-store digital media solution in the U.S. with Boston Markets, making an important milestone for the future expansion. We also announced a partnership with Space Factory Media, setting the groundwork for the deployment to North America of our business services in January 2021. Going forward, we see the U.S. market providing significant growth opportunities. Last, in ter- terms of highlights for the corridor in this segment, we are happy to announce the renewal of our affiliation affiliate agreement with TELUS. Our partnership has always been a great springboard product innovation for Optic TV subscribers. As int- anticipated, Stingray Radio segment continued to improve in recent months and Q2, Q2 adjusted revenue was down only 4.3 percent to 13.1 million over last year's. These results reflect the benefits of, of government programs and the extensive cost control measures we quickly put in place. Post-COVID market-related conditions, we remain convinced in the fundamental and the potential of radio. In terms of capital allocation, debt reduction remains our top priority. Our strong results allow us to further reduce our leverage ratio to 2.77 times. This, combined with our recent refinancing, clearly puts us in a solid financial position and provides ample operational and M&A flexibility. In fact, we remain active on the M&A side and have available a number of various tuck-in and acquisitions to complement and accelerate our significant organic growth opportunities. In conclusion, We have a great track record of adapting ourselves to evolving industry trends and market conditions. Our pivot to to streaming and over-the-top platforms accounted for most of our recent growth and now represents more than 60% of that component of our business. This shift will further accelerate as we leverage our extensive and diversified portfolio of premium music and media brands to address the ever-expanding need for content. truly excited about the future. Now I will pass you to Jean-Pierre for a more financial overview.
3: Jean-Pierre. Thank you, Eric. Bon matin, everyone. For the second quarter of fiscal 2021, our revenues decreased 16% or 64.3 million compared to 76.6 million a year ago. The decrease was due to the impact of COVID-19 on radio and to a lesser extent on broadcast and commercial music. This was partially offset by the acquisition of marketing, sensorial Mexico, and charter research. By geography, revenues in Canada decreased 24.7% to 39.7 million, representing 61.8% of total revenues, reflecting the same factors as I just described for total revenues as well as a decrease in equipment and installation sales related to digital signage. As expected, this part of The business came back gradually during this quarter after being almost shut down in the first quarter due to the COVID-19. In the United States, revenue rose 11.7 percent to 10.1 million, or 15.7 percent of total revenues. Due to to the organic growth in the streaming subscription and in advertising revenues and broadcasting commercial music, Finally, revenues in other countries decreased 2.2% to 14.5 million or 22.5% of total revenues. Again, due to COVID-19 and also to streaming subscriptions are offset by the acquisition of MSM. Looking, looking at our performance by business segment, broadcasting and commercial music revenues increased by 1.1% to 39.2 million. Due to the acquisition of MSM and charter research and the increase in advertising revenues partially offset by the impact of covid-19. Radio revenues decreased 33.6% to 25.1 million largely due to the impact of covid-19. This marks a significant improvement over the more than 60% decline recorded in the first quarter. Consolidated adjusted EBITDA for the second quarter increase 12.6% to 31.2 million or a margin of 48.5% compared to 27.7 million or a margin of 36.1% a year ago. The increase in adjusted EBITDA was due to the wage subsidies and to the reduced operating costs partially offset by the impact of COVID-19 on revenues. By business segment, broadcasting and commercial music adjusted EBITDA increased 24.1% to 18.9 million as indicated by Eric The adjusted EBITDA margin was 48.2% this quarter compared with 39.3% last year. As for the radio segment, adjusted EBITDA decreased by 4.3% to 13.1 million. The adjusted EBITDA margin was 52.2% this quarter compared with 36.3% last year. In terms of bottom line, the corporation records a net income of 11.9 million or 16 cents per share. Compared to 5.2 million or 7 cents per share last year, the increase was mainly related to higher operating results, FX gain, positive positive change in mark-to-market on derivative instruments, and lower legal expenses, partially offset by higher income taxes. Adjusted net income was 16.3 million or 22 cents per share, compared to 12.4 million or 16 cents per share a year ago. The increase was mainly related to higher operating results and an effect gain partially offset by higher income tax and negative change in fair value of contingent considerations. Turning now to liquidity and capital resources, cash flow generated from operating activities amounted to 25.4 million, compared to 19 million a year earlier. The increase was mainly due to higher operating results, higher or unrealized gain, on effects and lower legal expenses. Adjusted free cash flow was $22.9 million compared to $18.8 million a year ago. The increase was mainly related to higher operating results and lower interest paid, partially offset by higher income tax paid. Turning to, turning to our balance sheets, at the end of the second quarter, the corporation had cash and cash equivalent totaling of $10.9 million our sub-debt of 39.7 million and credit facilities of 299.4 million, of which 63.3 million million was available. In October, right after the quarter end, ended, we increased and extended our existing credit facilities to 420 million, which consists of a 325 million revolving credit facility, 75 million in term loans, both maturing in October 2023, as well as a pre-existing 20 million term loan maturing in May 2021. The renewed terms in add an incremental commitment up to 100 million upon request, subject, subject to predetermined condition. The pre-existing sub-debt of 40 million maturing in October 23, combined with the new credit facilities, I just described account for a total flexibility of up to 560 million. Total net debt at the end of Q2 stood at 328.1 million, or 2.77 pro forma EBDA, A great improvement compared to Q1, when the leverage ratio was 2.9. This ends my presentation. I will now turn the call back to Eric. Okay. So this concludes our
2: prepared remarks. Uh, I really, really appreciate all the analysts for being here today. I know it's a busy day. A lot of companies are reporting today, so thank you for your time and attention at this point. Uh, Jean-Pierre and I will answer any of your questions you might have. So um, I'll let go, um, who will be the first uh, first question?
0: At this time, I'd like to remind everyone, in order to ask a question, please press star and the number one on your telephone keypad. Adam Schein from National Bank, your line's open.
4: Uh, thanks a lot. Good morning. Um, maybe the first question, just on radio. Um, obviously, an improving trend uh, sequentially. Can you talk to how the early Q3 trend uh, is evolving?
2: Yeah, radio is uh, you know was minus thirty three for the quarter, but for September we were minus twenty five. Uh, so, and I think October will be better. So it's getting better every month. Uh, but for sure, always tough to predict with a second wave. But right now, you know. Uh, for sure September was strong, and October will be your strongest month of the year so it's looking good for the start of october but uh I, right now everything is moves quickly but uh, we had a couple of excellent weeks
4: and just in relation to the government relief programs i mean eight eight million or so in the uh in the q two um, how do you see that trending obviously as that radio uh trend improves
2: oh it's uh even by september and our our, the numbers are minimal Uh, so i think for the quarter we can expect uh, less less than a million so for sure numbers are getting better and that was the goal of the program and as you know the 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 rest of the business uh business and all that is also increasing so i I guess it's good news it's good news that we don't need it so um so i I guess if if we can Happy it was there. I think it was the right move to help us keep all of our employees and keep the relationship. But the good news is we're out of it now. So
4: so strong strong jump in the Fod subscribers. Can you give us a sense as to what uh, annualized revenues are tracking at right now?
2: Yeah, roughly at 3.7 a month. So uh, if you do times 12, I didn't do, you know, roughly, I'd say 44 million, uh, 44 million. So we're, we're, we're the right trend. And as you know, October, November, December will be our strongest quarter. I'm very pleased that we launched Japan, and we uh, uh, talked this morning. We just launched Italy, and we just launched Spain. So every country, you should think a product is anywhere between 10 to 20,000 subs uh, that we will add over a year. So those two countries, you know, 20,000 subs at $5, you're looking about 100,000 recurring revenues. So uh, all this is good news. Every new country, and hopefully Amazon, uh, many more countries to launch, and many more services on mobile. So our mobile segment is also increasing. So it's all good news.
4: And just lastly, just on uh, commercial, obviously you touched on the fact that uh, you start going hunting in the U.S. uh, more aggressively uh, in January, but obviously you've already started to uh, make moves in that direction. Can you speak at all to sort of the, the prospects and the, you know, the, maybe the early sales cycle as to how that's evolving?
2: Yeah, the U.S. for us, you know, we, we had a non-compete agreement for 10 years. It's the first time that the U.S. market is open. You know, rule of three, if we do 50 million in Canada, we should be doing 500 million in the U.S. Uh, over time. So it's a huge market. And for sure, the Boston market, uh, the beauty in the U.S. is... A big account for us metro in canada is 1400 locations in the u.s a big account is 15,000 location. locations but it's the same work it's the same sales process it's the same technology uh, so for sure we're i think that stingray u.s business will be our biggest vector of growth for the next five years just because we're starting at zero in the biggest market in the world and as you know both of our competition uh, we know Mood restructured this summer, so it's it, and also even Play Network is owned by another equity fund. Uh, so we're well positioned to get a lot of organic sales, and there's plenty of small tuck-ins that we can buy all over the market uh, to accelerate that growth. Also, so very excited about that. It will be our number one uh, focus for the management
4: team. Great, thanks a lot, Eric. Thank you, sir.
0: Tupac Pack Conchel from Stifle, your line is open.
5: Oh, hey guys, uh, Deepak, not Two Pack. I'm not that famous for um, <laughs> good, good to chat with you. Thanks for taking my questions. Uh, you know, I have a follow-up uh, on Adams and a couple of others. Just on the on the U.S. commercial opportunity. So Boston, um, Boston market. That's not in the numbers right now, right? That's something that's going to start in calendar 21. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, it's going to come in Q3 and Q4 because uh, most, of our, most of our businesses uh, have a blackout starting uh, mid-November. Uh, that you don't deploy anything, don't, you don't, you know, Thank uh, you. A- affect the stores. So we're delivering a lot in November, and then December is – then we restart installing and everything and deploying in January. Got it.
5: And, and it, that's, it, a, that's about a, good... a $6 million deal. Oh, excellent. Okay. Um, and then, um, how did that deal come about? Was that an organic sales effort, or did that come through Space Factory? And maybe you can uh, follow that up with, with the opportunity with Space Factory and what it adds to the business.
2: Hey, You know, a um, uh, very good question. So, that one was purely organic. We, we were working to, through our, you know, different contacts in signage. I think we have good technology there, uh, and also with our partner Samsung. We're very uh, well positioned with Samsung as a, their preferred partner worldwide. And that's why we went to Korea to meet them uh, this spring or um, winter. And the Space Factory, you know, we're working with them. When you think about it, Space Factory is the top management of Play Network that built Play for 20 years. So, you know, we have the best CEOs, CROs, technology person, legal. Um, So, for sure, when your partners have been in the business in the U.S. for 20 years, Um, they have all the contacts. So every big chain, every big name that you can, know, Starbucks, General Fools, Walgreens, Apple, Google, they they have the contacts everywhere because of 20 years of relationship. So it really gave us a huge push. Uh, And also we're going to be um, hiring a a few other salespeople that were colleagues of theirs. So we're starting the U.S. running. So we're not starting like... uh, so I think that's where we're very confident, and uh, I think the pipeline will be very impressive uh, um, in the next few months, and I think that uh, people will see the, the U.S. market grow for us.
5: Okay, and, and, and what's the biggest pitch to, to get retailers to switch providers, given the incumbency of some of the other players out there? Is it, are you seeing a general technology upgrade, or, or is this, you know, the, the COVID disruption really changing the way that stores want to communicate with their customers?
2: Uh, our, biggest, our biggest advantage is we're, fully t- we're a very strong streaming platform, uh, that's what we do around the world, we do the same streaming for Amazon, we do the same streaming for Comcast, and that's the advantage we have compared to our peers who have been more store-forward, disk, and still have the whole technology. So we've the advantage of coming with the brand new technology because we don't have any legacy. We have Chatter as well. Yeah, and we also have the Chatter service who is helping us a lot. So, no, I think we are we have a, a strong combination of, of digital signage, music, uh, and and Chatter, the insight. And like I say, just the music segment in the U.S., we estimate roughly at a, at a billion-dollar market. So can we get 20 30% market share in the next three years, four years? I, I think absolutely. There's no reason.
5: Okay, excellent. And then when I think of um, your broadcast business, I think you mentioned commercials about a $50 million business. You know, the last time we had specific disclosures of that was in 2019, it was, I think we had a $36, $37 million annual number. So that's implying like growth of 18% a year. Is that, is that correct and can maybe parse out broadcast yeah, versus commercial music yeah, and
2: Exactly, of- so um, last year, uh, I think a stigma, uh, sorry, the, the stigma business, was roughly you know close to fifty million, so it was forty eight forty eight million uh, around that range, and for sure we can expect good growth in that division and that 's one discussion we had with the, uh, with the analysts uh, maybe we 're going to start next year because we want to finish the year, separating the um, stingray business and and the stingray and the streaming division separately uh, because that division will grow quickly and I think that by having more information for the analysts in the market it will uh, uh, it will give us all more clarity.
5: Okay, but in terms of setting an expectation, are, are we looking at broadcast kind of mid-single-digit organic growth and, and stain-right business low double-digit organic growth? Is that the way to yeah. think of it?
2: I think that, you know, I think both units could be achieving, uh, you know, could be achieving high to close to teen uh, organic growth. Like a Boston market deal is $6 million over a $5 million, $50 million, just, So just Boston market is 10%. Most of it is E&L, so we got, again, it's not recurring, uh, but for sure, you know, any deal we sign is, is almost 10% organic. Uh, uh, we, we're expanding our deal with our friends in uh, Scotia Bank in Mexico. Uh, Scotia, you know, all these big clients, uh, it, it's, we're talking about you know, thousands of locations when they make a decision. So it's, that's why it's, it's very exciting for us. So we feel like if we made it to the big leagues.
5: Okay, excellent. Well, thank you for taking my
0: questions. Uh, I'll pass line.
2: Hey, thank you, sir. Thank you.
0: Jerome Debril from Desjardins. Your line's open. Yes,
6: bon matin. Thank you for taking my question. Uh, Just regarding the radio review that the CRTC launched earlier this year, uh, maybe the CRTC is swamped right now, but uh, what are your expectations with regards to this review, and does that impact your M&A strategy on radio at all?
2: Yeah, good point. So, a radio review uh, sh- should be announced uh, any time uh, again, and the review should happen in the spring, and we should get results for the market in the fall next year. But again, all this we don't control. But that's the timing we've been told uh, regarding the uh, CAB. Um, and the good news is, uh, you know, we've been all the independents and the and the big, smaller guys and big guys are are hoping or tra- working on four radios per city, uh, what would that do to us? It would give us more scale in the big cities, and it would permit us maybe to sell some radio stations in smaller cities where we're not as competitive. So it would, it would uh, certainly increase the uh, EBITDA evaluations of all radio across Canada, and it would make each one of us stronger. So I think it's good news, but we'll see. So because of that, I must say, everything is pretty much stalled because nobody wants to sell at six or seven times if they think it's going to be worth nine to ten times, and nobody's going to buy at eight to ten times if if that's not happening and it's between six to seven, you know. So I think right now everybody is waiting and standing by. Uh, We were very happy with the uh, the government policy on Tuesday. Uh, We feel it's a positive step. Uh, We're analyzing that, but the new... um, uh, broadcasting act that hasn't changed since 1991 so I think I was still in high school um, but that's it I think it's amazing uh, that we're they're looking at it I think they're pro- proposing the right things and for sure it will uh, it will equalize the market uh, where we were facing unfair competition from Spotify and even Netflix and different people that are coming to Canada now at least everybody will be contributing to the system which we're happy to do, as long as everybody contributes. So great news for us.
6: Okay, great. And uh, regarding your foray in the U.S. market, that might have happened a bit, uh, a bit faster than uh, expected. Um, so the ramping up of the sales team, uh, could this have a material impact on the margins, maybe uh, before the the, st- the sales start ramping up?
2: No. No, I, I think, you know, we I, we're, the sales cycle is still pretty quick. Co- Pretty quick. Uh, we already have some very strong leads. Very strong. We're uh, the negotiation. We're at we're at drafting the agreements. Um, so um, you know, like I said, uh, so I think there will be no impact. And I think that uh, we could expect themselves in uh, in January, February, March. So we could expect themselves as early as January. So that's that's how quickly we're turning around. Uh, and as you know, every one of those customers is is material for Stingray business because. You know, you get a you get three, four thousand location at hundred dollars. It's four hundred thousand US a month. It's half a million Canadian. It's six million dollars. So that that's the size of the customers that bids that we're doing. But six million is almost twelve percent organic recurring. So and that's one customer. So that that's why I think we're well positioned and our technology that we've developed in Canada over the last and Mexico and Europe over the last ten years probably makes us the most advanced technology. For digital signage and music in the world.
6: Okay, great. And maybe one last uh, regarding your uh, renewal with uh, with Telus. Uh, was it done at similar rates to uh, previously, or maybe you're counting more on uh, other services to uh, make up the difference?
2: No, very, very similar rates uh, for sure. Don't you know we're not in a market where we have a CPI index, so uh, we're not at that stage. But very. Very similar rates. Plus, for us, the most advantage is them launching all of our SBOD services. Uh, they've also launched Classica, which we're having good uh, good returns. And we also have great numbers with them, with, uh, with, their, sting- with their business uh, customers. So Telus and Optic have been great penetration in the business segment and uh, big growth there that's helping us. Um, and also Telus uh, and Optic is one of the few operators that are, I've seen uh, – Growth, so their 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 plan, but we'll see. Now Shaw, as you know, has the new X1 platform. So, for us, the more competition in technology, the more the better it is. But the Canada for us is very stable right now, and we're getting organic sales in that segment because we are adding the uh, advertising on the music video channels and on Naturescape. So uh, Canada has, has seen uh, for the first time positive organic growth this
0: quarter. Thank you.
3: Thanks.
0: Tim Casey from BIMO, your lines open.
7: Thanks. Just, um, Eric, can you talk a little bit more about um, these U.S. opportunities? Um, you're talking about, you know, six million dollar uh, contracts. Is that is that an annual number, um, or does that grow over time? And no. In oh, sorry. Go ahead. Don't go ahead, Tim. Sorry. No, 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 that, it, is, that, is that an annual number or that like this, this a three-year deal?
2: Or? Usually the deals in the music market or digital signage is uh, three to five, but most deals in the U.S. is four years. So absolutely, it's a $6 million a year, so it's a $24 million deal. Uh, but as you know, in our business, once we get in, into a company and we install our equipment and our technology, uh, I think our churn rate is below... Three percent. I mean, it's our churn rate is is getting lower and lower, because you know you get that advantage. So, um, so that's
7: what we're excited. And in, in terms of the partnership with Space Factory, it, it, like, what's the economic model for you there? Is it a revenue share deal? Is it are they just a commission? Do they? How does that work?
2: Yeah, very. It's, uh, what, what we did with Space Factory was more or less of a. Agent agreements, so they represent us. They're agents. We pay them a, a fee, and then we have a call option uh, if we get a lot of deals to just to limit and to buy the company and buy their technology and the team. So, uh, you know, I think for us there's a lot of flexibility. But I must say that the team for Space Factory um, has been outperforming my expectations. Uh, you know, we always want to see uh, the proof is in the pudding, and at this time I must say the, the number of uh, Uh, relationships they have over 20 years is uh, incredible.
7: Do you think, should we expect that they'll be the the more, uh, I guess, successful funnel for new business, or do you think you'll complement that with your your own organic um, initiatives?
2: No, absolutely, at the start, I think that the team, the number of leads coming from the space factory team is so strong that they're taking all our time. So it's, it's like if you know you get kids and you get triplets. So you're like, uh, so we're running, um, and so that's why it's exciting. And also we're we're going to be adding. So uh, uh, we're already adding in the next month, uh, two to four new salespeople across the country to uh, to help Space Factory. Uh, but again, all these uh, people are coming from their reference because they've been in the market for 20 years. So they know who the right uh, salespeople are. So it's easier to hunt when the when you have the dog pointed exactly at, uh, at the target, so uh, that's why we have a, we're able to really start running quickly. And our competitors, uh, for worse or good, uh, had a few uh, had a few bad times, you know. Uh, and even if you look at the why did they leave, I guess, uh, uh, or why did they leave the, our friends at, sorry, at, um, at Play Network. Well, Play Network uh, merged with Touchtunes. It was a Quebec-owned company owned by La Casa de Dépôt, TouchTune just does jukebox in bars. Uh, you can imagine that the jukebox market in bars right now with coins uh, is not very popular. So for sure, uh, our, our competitors are financially in the, let's, uh, let's say, not difficult, but uh, you know, uneven grounds. So it's giving us an advantage.
7: Right, okay, that's that's encouraging. Uh, just switching gears to the SPod in the streaming initiatives. Uh, You talked about Italy and Spain launching. Can you just sort of maybe go down and and talk about trends you're seeing with your major distribution partners? You know, I guess specifically, you know, Apple, um, uh, Amazon, and then, you know, traditional more B2B players, you know, the the Comcast and cable companies of the world. Could you just flesh out what you're seeing on those?
2: And Tim, that's a good question because sometimes we ask, what's the churn uh, on the s bond market? So when we go to B2C directly, we see the churn at 8 to 12%. But on the B2B side, all we see is the net. You know, Amazon doesn't tell us who left, who came. We just get the net. So let's say uh, Amazon UK at 10,000 subs. Oh, this month they have 10,500. So if you look at it as a platform, um, there is... There's just positive organic growth from each platform increasing. So uh, we have no more platform or seeing any decrease. We only had one decrease with one platform with karaoke that I think we got lucky and it came back to uh, markets. But we expect the SVOD numbers to be steadily growing up because Amazon indirectly is like an ETF. it's It's a basket of different customers. And as long as Amazon does well, then we're we're piggybacking uh, their backs and same thing with everybody that's launching um, more as bot service and the same thing for the fast channels uh, the fast channels so we're, we're doing this month 12 to 16 deployment in the US uh, with all the brands uh, that you know that I don't even know like TV manufacturers uh, so I think that you'll see in the next uh, you know, by December we'll be able to announce when when all the launches are done and I think uh, we are by far the number one in the market, uh, and we're generating right now, Tim, which is surprising, close to 16 to 18 cents of revenue, ad revenues per hour uh, with those channels. So very lucrative, and th- this is US, uh, US, US cents. So uh, uh, we'll see, but I think uh, if, we're, if that market grows as it's expected to grow, uh, we are in every platform right now
7: uh, in the Western world. Can you can you are you able to quantify what the the advertising dollar run rate is right now out of yeah roughly US we're
2: yeah roughly we're, we're hitting the uh, close to two hundred thousand a month so it's still small but don't forget that it's doubled since last quarter uh, that's why you see our advertising revenues went from two hundred thousand last year to one point one million so a big part of that are the fast channels coming in. Uh, And last year it was zero, so that's why we're excited by it and and, uh, excited to see the the numbers for November, December, because uh, all the platforms are are very aggressive, and as you know, we've launched with most of them the audio channels, the music audio channels, just like you have on TV. Uh, And uh, we've launched with them the uh, holiday channels, which is by far for like the good old Stingray on your TV box. Um, it's by far a best listing time of the year. It's a, it is. It is. People love holiday music, and they love putting on their TV. A bit like the fire log. The fire log ratings uh, were probably number one during the holiday season. Um, so very, and that's why it's getting. And but we're able to sell uh, eight minute of ads uh, on NatureScape, an hour, and the demand is there. And you, you know, if you have if you have a Samsung TV in Canada, uh, and you, it's a new TV. You should put our channels and you'll be impressed with the quality of, of advertising uh, that's all done by Samsung so it's, it's, it's really a great partnership and the same thing with all the LG and the Sharp and Vizio and Rakatan and, and TCL which is the second largest manufacturer of TVs in the US so it's, um, it's, it's impressive and uh, excited to report uh, November and December uh, to, to the markets.
7: So how does that work, Eric? So they, when you say they manage the advertising, are they um, provisioning the sites and then collecting the dollars and taking a fee and remitting them to you? Is that how it works?
2: Exactly. Roughly, we work four minutes an hour of ads. So let's say eight ads an hour. Most, most channels uh, have eight to ten minutes. So now we're going to be doubling our number of minutes in November, December. So this will increase the revenue per hour. But they sell, and more or less they take an agency fee, like most advertising firm, and, and give us the net. So, um, and we're also allowed to us sell directly. So that's why we, we built up an advertising team, and we're also doing direct sales on our channels uh, to increase again the RPU or the revenues per hour, and also to uh, to make sure partners are making more money and making this segment bigger. So that's why it's so it's so quick to um, to make revenues. Um, because Samsung, has an, and also Samsung has such a great network in all these big groups. Our, our big partner there is Zumo, but Zumo is, just got bought by uh, our friends at Comcast, uh, and that's why we're also on Peacock, uh, which is their, another fast channel. So we have great partners uh, with these partners, so uh, very happy about that segment, and excited to see in December. December for us is the, is the holidays, and so, it's like, you know, it's, it's like Thanksgiving, so we're, we're waiting.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, Tim.
0: Matthew Lee from Canaccord. Your line is open.
3: Hi, guys. So,
8: uh, you know, back on this uh, Boston market deal, I just want to get the, the, you know, breakdown of the equipment revenue versus kind of the recurring service revenue from that type of deal. So is $6 million is the service for you?
2: No, that's a very good question. So uh, thanks for clarifying. So uh, when we do digital deals which where we get the armor after, there's there's a big part is we gotta, you know, we gotta install all those TVs all around the Boston markets. So that deal is a good example. It's five million of equipment, ENL, which by the way that we started disclosing, on what page do we disclose on the NL, huh? 30. Yeah, on page 30, you're going to re- we really clearly identify the ENL. Yeah, for the first time because it's not recurring. So Boston, that will be a great ENL in November and and January, February, March, and it's a million dollars of recurring after. So roughly, you know, uh, over a period of four years.
8: So what what is the margin like on the equipment versus the service?
2: Yeah, we always say to the market on, on on the equipment with the installation, and we put some software in there. So all in together, we're making around 30%. We aim because we we install the TVs and the software and all in. So there is a bit of technology. Uh, so around 30%. So for it's not and for sure on the recurring, the recurring is above 80% margin. So uh, that's why you can not compare E and L margin, equipment and labor margin, and and recurring because recurring is you know. Um, but some of the other deals that we're talking about, these four or five thousand location, uh, when we say hundred dollars, it's 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 a month. So uh, very excited about uh, the potential. Uh, and Boston market was our first deal in the U.S., and it got a lot of attention, by the way, from all the other customers because it more or less made, you know, we more or less told the market that we're going to be present. So now we're being called, or at least when they do an RFP, suddenly we're on the list. Um, so it's great to be there.
8: Right. Okay. So when you say six million per year, what you mean is you know five million of equipment as you install their network, and then one million. But, uh,
2: just to be uh, very, very direct with this one, the Boston market is a strong uh, digital. It's a digital deal. So five million equipment, a million recurring. Uh, some of the other deals that we're talking at is pure music. It's pure recurring. So it's a hundred percent recurring. I see.
8: Um, so and, and then you know when you talk about um, you know your competitors in the state, you know one of them being. Um, um, Mood, but the other one, you know, a, the smaller player there, uh, Play Network, I mean, that's an under $100 million business, is, is that potentially for sale, and would you look at that? Yeah, you know,
2: uh, absolutely. As, as you know, um, I think Mood, uh, public information, went out in the market when they restructured uh, and listed their valuation, uh, because in, in that process, you're forced to, you're forced to, um, and I don't think there was any buyers for Mood this summer. And for us, it was a bit complicated uh, when you're dealing against an Apollo or some big U.S. funds uh, that have all the information and we're, we don't see the deck of cards. And right now, I think, you know, indirectly, when you're owned by an equity partner, your sunset is 7 to 10 years, and uh, both of these assets were owned by equity partners with the large with, that are getting close to sunset. So absolutely, I think that uh, uh, these, these these players are... Are always looking to see if they can sell their their assets so
8: right okay uh, fair enough and then just on the uh, S B2C ARPU um, you know what was that looking like in the quarter yeah our B D C,
2: our not our, but our RPU for SVOT is going down uh, because we're doing more and more mobile subs SVOT on mobile S on mobile the pricing is a bit lower so it's affecting our view. So our view is around 770, 780. So going down a bit, uh, I think that by December, we should stabilize around between the 750 to $8 range long-term. But the more that we do mobile subs, uh, which we're having a lot of success with Click right now, um, the more we do those, it, w- it will affect our view. Um, it's a mix, yeah. yeah. But right now, we're very happy with the, with the mm-hmm. RPU total.
8: All right. okay. And then just, and just lastly, in terms of uh, OPEX in the radio business, um, you know, excluding the, the benefit of uh, the wage subsidy, you know, I've calculated the you guys did about $17 million of OPEX in the quarter. Is that kind of where you're going to be for Q3 and Q4, or could you potentially, you know, drive it further down to improve the margin?
2: Yeah, so ex- just to clarify, excluding the subsidies, you see the OPEX at what?
8: Uh, $17 million?
2: Yeah, we're, no, we're, we're lower. We really that the, you know, the radio team was very, very fit, efficient to reducing costs, and uh, so we're we're trending lower than that uh, right now. So um, for sure, you know, we're, we're we're re-marketing. It's important. We're doing more marketing right now because it's there. It's a big uh, season time for ratings. Um, but no, I think our I think our opex uh, compared to last year uh, will be down uh, double digit. Uh, and, and some of it is, is uh, forever. So you, you, can, uh, you can estimate at, at about a 10 15 million in saving in OPEX for the year. So last year, OPEX, we were at 70 million.
8: That's very helpful. And that's, ex- that's excluding the wage Cities, of The office. Yeah, always
2: excluding wage Cities. Well, I agree.
8: But I think we've done a good job. You know,
2: uh, on our side, broadcast, we took our OPEX down uh, cl- more than 10 percent. On the corporate side, 30%, and radio took their OPEX down by 26% this quarter. So I think we've been, uh, as a management team, we've been uh, doing the right moves. But now, you know, the good news is business is back, and we're rehiring people, we're expanding, hiring or hiring new sales reps. So uh, we're taking advantage of the, of the comeback.
8: Thanks, very helpful. Thank you, sir.
0: Bentley Cross from TV Securities. Your line is open.
9: Just to follow on with Matt's question, To ask it another way? At the beginning of the year, you said you're going to have 30 million in savings with roughly a third of that being recurring. How are you thinking about it now? Is that Has that crept up?
2: Yeah, sorry. I, I missed the start of the question.
9: I'm just trying to get a little bit more clarity on, on Matt's question. At the beginning of the year, you said you're going to have 30 million dollars in annualized savings, with roughly yes. a third of that recurring. Has that yes. third increased to half or something along those lines? Is that a right it's way a of looking it? It's
2: a, it's a good question. So I would say 30 million. Uh, maybe it's going to be between 10 to 15 recurring, right now. 10 to 15. Okay. Uh, yeah, just like you know, travel, travel, and and entertainment was 6 million a year. So uh, as you can see, we're not traveling and. When, when there's not much entertainment going on in Quebec. Um, so for sure, that's six million. It's gonna come back, how much? But I don't think we're gonna travel the same way we used to. Uh, we used to do monthly sales uh, meetings in Montreal for three days and we had 40 people over from uh, LA, Amsterdam, London, and even, and, even, and even around the world. Well, that's, that's, I don't see that coming every month. So uh, we do now, we do Zoom calls, it's very efficient. Um, and also, we started digitizing, digitizing most of our payables, receivables, because we were forced to, but that's also making us more efficient. So I guess the, the good side of it, the pandemic, it, it forced us to become more e-commerce, um, and so we're, that's where we're getting the savings and the efficiency.
3: Okay.
9: And on MSM, it seems like pro forma revenues are a little less than $2 million. I don't know if I was off base, but I was... Previously expecting that to be close to three million on an annualized basis, is that just being hit by a pandemic? Should we expect close to three million kind of normalized going forward?
2: No, no, we're we're deploying Scotia and Mexico, uh, and that that's going to be uh, uh, close to seventy to eighty thousand a month. Uh, so you'll see those revenues coming in only by November, December. It will be done before the holidays. Uh, uh, but again, um, they they. We got a call last week and they want to do an extra 400 stores in january february march so we'll see but uh every store roughly is you're looking about a hundred dollars so it's an extra forty thousand so it's that's what i'm saying working with big partners is fantastic because uh, uh when they move it's uh, they, it's not 10 stores or 20 stores it's uh, uh two three four hundred so you'll, you'll, you'll see those numbers picking up quickly uh, because of that uh, and that one is an organic cell so we uh we took this customer from zero uh, in June.
9: Okay. And last one for me. Any insight into the cash tax outlook for next year? Indy, sorry. Cash tax outlook.
2: Yeah, it's for us. Uh, you know, this year we've been uh, very efficient. Um, don't expect that much taxes for the year. I'd say below five million. Um, because uh, again, we have a lot of tax losses in uh, in, our, in Europe because of some acquisitions. As you know, in UK we have some tax losses in in Switzerland from an acquisition, and we're well positioned with our with, with our our how do we call this with our uh, tax planning? Yeah, tax planning and all that. So we're very. I think we'll be below five million again this year, uh, and so um, that's where we're confident to maintain and to be very. Uh, maintain the same cash flow we got last year of 78 million. So we're very confident that uh, we'll have the same cash flow for this year because we're being very efficient with CapEx. CapEx have gone down, as you can see. Our income tax is very low. Uh, and um, the only negative that we're going to have is the new deal that we signed, including your bank. For sure, the banks uh, increase our pricing by 50 bits, roughly. So we all will have an extra cost and interest for the first few months uh, because of the new deal. Uh, we were ready to pay a bit more to secure th- this deal, uh, three years. So I think it was it was good by the board and management. But it's going to be a bit more expensive. But the good news is, we're as you saw. I think we paid like 55 million of debt in the first six months, so our debt repayment has been very strong. And uh, like like we told the market, um, we do feel that there'll be a secondary on our app Direct investment. Um, all of that would be going down to pay the debt. And if you do a pro forma with that, our debt will be below 2.5. So um, hopefully, you know, we'll see how that comes along, but I think we're, we're positive on, on on that. So, uh, which is our goal now, by the way? Good, good. Our goal is to be more in the below 2.5, 2 to 2.5 range, instead of 2.5 to 3. So that's why we've been very aggressive at
9: at, uh,
3: at paying down debt.
9: Okay. And forgive me if I'm wrong, but I thought there was also a catch-up next year on cash taxes related to Music Choice. Can you give any insight into next year's tax planning at this point?
2: Yeah, no. I think the, the, it's, uh, f- for tax planning purposes, we ha- we have a second payment for Music Choice that's due in February, but that tax loss was taken last year. Please deduct. So, it yeah, to and year. we're about to deduct it uh, in uh, in last year's numbers. So even with uh, even without that, we're still. Uh, we're still, we're still below $5 million in taxes for this year. Um, so, it, uh, and again, unless the numbers are so amazing and, and we get so much sales in the U.S., then yeah. you never know. Maybe if we get some huge sales in the U.S., then, but we're, we'll be very happy to pay our 20% income tax rate yeah, there.
3: It's a good problem. Yeah.
2: So, but, uh, but for sure, for now, our structure has been good because of, of, of all of our revenues coming via the U.K., because all of our deals are done with our U.K. division. Thank you. Hey, thank you for your time again, guys. I really appreciate. It. Oh, we have Drew.
0: Drew McReynolds from RBC. Your line is open.
5: Yes. Uh, good morning. Thanks for the uh, introduction, there, Eric. Um, on the
7: um, on the subsidies in Q2, just remind us. Is all of that in radio? Just just given the, the the trend. No, no.
2: Last quarter, it was roughly it was roughly about. Uh, 2.5 million on on Stingray, uh, Stingray, uh, Stingray digital side, and about 5 million for the radio. Uh, but all of that is is like I said, it's going to be below a million and going down to an in in Q4. Don't forget the way they changed the rules. Huh? We used to, if you were down 30, you were getting 75% of the salary. Now if you're down 22, you get 22% of the savings. So it's it's a big difference for, for everybody, unless your cells are down 75%, which is not our case. Uh, but in, our, in your model, less than a million for Q3 and half a million for Q4, uh, based on the existing terms. Uh, and again, very happy because it means that our cells are up and we're, we're back in the positive. Um, and another thing I can answer, but I think our organic cells was 5% with FX, so 3.7 without. And September, organic cells hit 8%. So I think our trends are good. We're, we're very optimist, uh, optimistic for October, November, December, because we started September very strong on the Stingray streaming and Stingray business. So, um, uh, and also, I don't know, we mentioned in our speech today, that segment now, 60% of the revenues are coming from streaming and over the top. So our reliance on, uh, on, on cables and CPS is, is getting, yeah, we're, so if you think about it, that, that's a segment that you want to be. You want to be a streaming service and you want to be with the over-the-top platforms. And that's where Stingray is getting, Stingray uh, business and Stingray uh, broadcasting is getting 60% of its revenue. So we're excited about that growth for the future.
6: Okay, thanks. Uh, thanks for that. On the um, just quick uh, housekeeping on CapEx, just remind us, you know, what, what range you're, you're comfortable with consolidated.
2: Yeah, it's good. When's the capex? I'm, try- I'm trying to see our page last year. The capex uh, GP, it,
3: it's around um, uh, 2.7. This quarter, 2.7. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, capex. Yeah, 2.7. And so we'll be way lower than last year. Uh, you know, for sure, the capex and radio are, are very small, and the capex and broadcast also uh, also decrease a lot. So. Uh, I think that our CapEx will be down maybe 25 to 50%. Uh, the only one that we kept on going is for sure we're investing in our apps and we're doing a lot of CapEx R&D, which is around 6 million a year. So that, that we're not stopping that. But all the rest, uh, first of all, uh, I don't think many companies are, are adding new rent. Uh, most people are working from home, so everybody has their computers. So for now, um, until the market opens up, uh, i don 't see much new capex increase uh, I, so i would I would play the down twenty five percent and and maybe after the call i 'll give you an exact number because there's four lines and that's i no point for me adding it like this
6: yeah yeah no 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 worries um just uh understand all kind of the different data points that have been thrown out just for us to forecast radio margins going forward x subsidy i know you 've taken some some costs out like are we looking at Comparable margins and radio to where you were pre-COVID. Is there a step down? What, just any directional guidance you can give?
2: Yeah, good one. So our, the rule of thumb with the savings we did right now, and again, this, if and if the pandemic goes on and and, and we, you know, or uh, we'll keep the cost savings, if we're down 20% on sales, we'll have the same EBITDA. So that that's how much savings we're able to do. So. Uh, okay. You know, right now it's, we're, right now we're saving about 20 million compared to last year, uh, unless things come back. So if sales are down by 30 million for the year or 20 percent, then we'll break even. And I think you know we do the calculation for the board. We compared our numbers with the, with the course numbers for the same three months. Uh, I think a big difference with uh, with the radio team, by the way, which is the, if they've been very very lean. Um, and again, we're again synergizing. Um, we have a lot of leases around the country that we don't necessarily need anymore in the small towns. So, a lot of leases are expiring. So, a lot of you know, we, that's another million in savings that we think we'll get over the next 12 months. Um, so that you know, over time makes us more and more efficient. And uh, our radio also, as I, you know, we're we're doing more and more cross cell, audio cells and digital cells, and radios are having good, good good news there. So for us, the rule of thumb, 20, if we're about to be at 20%, we're back to last year. And if we're up 20%, then it's good news. Um, but then we'll start, exp- you know, expensing and more marketing. So is that a good number for you?
7: Yeah, that's that's
6: fantastic, Eric. I appreciate that. Um, that's it for me. Thank you. Okay. All right.
2: I guess uh, so we have this. Uh, I think there's nobody else.
0: There are no okay. further questions. That's <laughs> the time.
2: Okay, so thank you very much for joining the conference call today. We know you're very, very busy. I know some of you uh, woke up at 4 a.m. because you, today was Bell, it's... Uh, Québécan, it's WSP, it's uh, Bombardier, so a busy day, so good for you. So it's good to see all these uh, great uh, great Canadian companies. Uh, so, uh, and we appreciate your time uh, catching up with us over the last few weeks. Uh, great partnership. So we look forward to speaking with you again in February. Our next result is going to be early February. And excited to uh, to present our Q3 numbers, which for us is uh, will be a, a, a very important quarter because of all these new over-the-top fast channels and SVOD uh, becoming more and more important. So it's going to be fun to see those trends. So and the U.S. market. So really appreciate your time, everybody. But Johnny.
0: This concludes today's conference call. You may now disconnect.